Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of the Skewed and Reviewed Skewedcast. I'm Gareth, creator of Skewed and Reviewed, and you can catch us online at SKNR.net. We also can be seen at Pinal, P-I-N-A-L Central.com, uh, uh, keyword Skewed, and that is a network of 11 papers in 21 markets where we do our video game reviews. Just look us up under Skewed. And then, of course, we have Skewed and Reviewed, the magazine. We are in the process of getting the September uh, issue planned out. And then on top of it, we have um, all sorts of great stuff coming up. You can catch me each week on BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Uh, we've got some great new things coming with that in the not-too-distant future. And then on top of that, we also have syndication. You can catch us on Sci-Fi Radio smash bomb all kinds of places and uh, lots of great stuff coming up we have a lot of conventions coming up we just had people cover the creation star trek convention we are covering pax west this weekend i've got the d23 expo a bunch of haunted houses and universal studios and knott's berry farm and all kinds of places SeaWorld, disneyland to cover so we have a ton of stuff, but uh, this has been a crazy week. We are recording it a little later in the week than usual, and Michael, unfortunately, is bogged down with uh, projects, so he can't get away to uh, contribute, but I am joined, as always, with Justin, and we are going to rip through some of the really big topics of the week, including some really interesting uh, breaking news and stuff that had come down the other day. And that was part of the reason why I held off, because I didn't want to have to wait till Sunday to discuss it, and I wanted to take care of it. So first off, let's talk about some gaming news. Two new DLCs are out. Uh, one of them is Aliens Fireteam Elite Pathogen, and this is uh, really good. I put a video up on our page. It's quite difficult. It's a brand new campaign, and I know a lot of people have been waiting patiently for this content. Most of the updates have been, they had a couple of new gameplay modes come out. They've had a lot of cosmetics, new weaponry. Well, this is a full-on addition to the story campaign uh, of at least three missions long, and it is tough. We got our, uh, you know what's handed to us last night, but we absolutely loved it. So do check that out. And if you play Back for Blood, uh, the, again, new content finally not a new oh you play through the old missions and go in the hives new cosmetics new this we've got the brand new children of the worm dlc which gives this is a paid dlc but it gives you a fifth chapter with multiple missions it gives you a brand new character to play new weapons new enemies new options i absolutely loved it i got in ran a couple of missions last night and i cannot wait for this long weekend coming up when we're going to have plenty of time, at least on paper, to sit down and take care of this and to get through uh, various things. As I said, coming up this weekend is the Penny Arcade Expo or PAX. We have people there. We have all kinds of meetings planned. Uh, I usually go myself, but this year with uh, the lineup being a little down and also a D23 Expo at the following weekend and a concert coming up, I decided to stay put and handle those. Uh, we'll talk a lot about the D23 Expo next week about what we have coming up and what we're covering but right now justin i want to talk about this news this one kind of surprised me uh for those of you who don't know last year legendary entertainment which is a production company that um is a 
affiliated with Warner Brothers. They used to be affiliated with uh, Universal Studios. And to give you an idea of some of the films they're behind, uh, the Godzilla films, which of course also the King Kong, but Godzilla films, uh, the Dunes films, and the uh, Detective Pikachu films. Well, we had heard last year they were not happy at all with uh, HBO Max, Discovery, call it what you will, with their decision to release uh, films such as Dune directly and Godzilla vs. Kong directly to HBO Max the same day that they were released in the theater. There was a lot of talk about you know, various agreements and revenue sharing and compensation and deals that had to be sorted out from this. Well, now we're hearing word that their agreement is over and uh, Legendary is shopping themselves to other people. Um, Warner Brothers has put an offer on the table. Uh, we've also been told that Paramount and Sony have put a very large offer on the table and with the Dune sequel and a um, new Godzilla vs. Kong movie in the works, this is potentially some really interesting stuff. And, you know, adding on to the fact that the issues we are hearing about Discovery and people claiming they don't have enough money to release and promote more than two or three movies and the Batgirl cancellation and all of that. Uh, Justin, what do you make of this? A lot of smoke or is there something there? I think there's something there. And this kind of goes to show that you know, even in business, it's it's probably a good idea to have your ducks in a row to treat your, um, you know, your friends well. Uh, if that, you know, it, it just seems to make sense to me that you you'd want to treat your allies and your friends well. Um, it uh, I, I would ha have to imagine that the executives at Warner Brothers are uh, concerned a little bit, um, especially if, if these rumors are true. Again, yeah, as you said, take it with a grain of salt. These are rumors, so you don't actually know for sure. But if this is true, this would be this should be a huge concern for Warner Brothers, just because um, if you look at where their strengths are right now on their properties, uh, I think I would argue it's uh, it's with Legendary. Legendary holds a lot of. Uh, what has been successful for Warner Brothers for the past several years? Dune was a huge success, uh, you know, critically, um, you know, financially, you know, among the fans. I mean, it it uh, it was very popular. I loved it. I mean, that's it, obviously besides besides the point. But um, but it was a successful movie, and uh, even the the MonsterVerse, the Godzilla MonsterVerse, has been um, you know more pretty successful um overall it is certainly an argument to be made that the monsterverse uh has a lot more going for it than a lot of the dc um uh properties the dc universe sort of uh, as we've mentioned multiple times many times uh the dc universe cinematic universe movies have not um really lived up to the potential that uh, warner brother really needs it to so this should be a pretty big concern for them and that's sort of the thing is um it it doesn't really come as a shock if they have the ability to do it you know it'd be one thing if this was uh just a 100 percent subsidiary of of warner brothers they would have no choice whatever warner brothers says goes but uh if they have the wiggle room to shop themselves around to go under a different umbrella um you know you would think that uh it would be incumbent on warner brothers to be um, you know, to work to work with with Legendary on 
um, on uh, something that's going to work for them. Um, this whole thing of like, uh, oh, we're just going to make these decisions um, that are that are going to affect your 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 business and the release of these movies greatly, with really without your input. I mean, that's that's not going to be a winning move, uh, unfortunately for them. So. Uh, I, I think there's a lot there. Uh, I'm curious to hear more, um, you know, concrete again. It is uh, with, a you know, these are rumors, so you just have to hold that with a grain of salt. But, um, but yeah, I do think there's something there. And if it's true, I think Warner Brothers really should, should take it seriously. Yeah, and, you know, here's the thing. Let's not talk money on the table, because we all know money talks, but the perception that this is a studio in chaos right now has started to permeate. Well, I mean, there are some would say it's been there forever, but this is getting out. I mean, this this whole thing about Batgirl, and, you know, I, I read somewhere, a guy said he saw the rough footage and all that, and he kind of defended the studio saying, look, it was basically like an average episode of the CW. And the fact that it had $90 million behind it and got Michael Keaton to appear really doesn't matter. From a standpoint, they seem to indicate, I get why they did it. It was, you know, you went from a streaming to a theatrical release. It was like an average episode of the CW. Probably not what you want to put out there for $90 million. You got to protect the brand. But the whole optics behind it have not been uh, handled well. And then, like I said, you're hearing stories from apparently producers coming out and saying they don't have the money to release films. All of this, you know, cutting of budgets that when Discovery came on board has not panned out. They're trying to save $3 billion. The word is they've lost over $5.6 billion. You've heard stories about layoffs that some people are, say, tending or targeting women and minorities and all of this. And, you know, like I said, this is just the nature. It's a very competitive and very hostile business there are things out there the point is the perception is that they are a studio in chaos and then you hear stories about they don't have enough money to release films and that's a big concern you know when you're hearing well we got black adam we've got this and we've got this and that's going to be our movies for 2022 and all those things like Shazam, Fury of the Gods, Aquaman 2, well, all those are going to be pushed back, i.e., let's hope one of these hits, if not all of them, so we can generate enough revenue to, uh, you know, get these things out. At the same time, so here's this studio that you no longer have an agreement with, a production partner. You've got two of your biggest franchises in the works, uh, recent franchises, and then all of a sudden they may be moving. Uh, house and that's going to cause a problem because as I said Sony apparently made a very competitive offer for them and apparently Paramount has put a very big offer out for them and I'll throw this little curveball at you Justin uh, Paramount apparently has announced today Paramount Plus that they've got a deal in place with Showtime so um, that's going to be integrated into the Paramount Plus portal so if you choose to add on to Showtime You'll be able to watch all that content under the Paramount Plus portal. You won't have to get a Showtime streaming and a Paramount One subscription bang. And, you know, yeah, I know part of this is trying to stay from day and day and date of release and all that, but you're telling me they wouldn't love to have uh, 
some of Legendary's property sitting right there. Yeah. Yeah. It, it does. It does definitely make you think. Now, uh, on to some other happy stuff. Uh, Destroy All Humans 2 reprobed us out, so if you get a kick out of watching the uh, destruction of the human race in retro-style horror, the classic, uh, not really a horror, horror comedy, but the uh, original game has been lovingly remastered. If you enjoyed the uh, rebooted version that came out a year ago, you're going to definitely love this one. We've got a little bit of video up on the site, and we'll have a full review soon. And I mentioned that to transition to the Bioshock movie. Long in discussion, as has been a new game in the series. Uh, now we're hearing that it is moving forward at Netflix. I'm hoping the uh, Division movie is still moving forward at Netflix. But Francis Lawrence, who has directed several of the Hunger Games films, I believe is directing the brand new Hunger Games prequel, is apparently going to direct. Justin, what do you think? Yeah, so... Um... The saga of the Bioshock movie has been very long, and uh, you know, someone who's really thought that Bioshock would make a really great live-action film, um, kind of uh, distressing, I guess, uh, just because you know I really think that the the setting in Bioshock, the uh, setting of Rapture, um, you know, the even just taking the story on its on its on its own merits, I think would make a great film. Uh, even if they don't change anything. So uh, I've wanted to see a live-action Bioshock film for a long time, so um, uh, I guess where I come down on this is uh, I we got so close last time, and it sounded so good uh, in terms of all the people involved um, that uh, that I'm a little skeptical uh, of that something is actually going to happen until, you know, you know, filming starts and... Uh, and like you know, th th there's no going back, sort of thing. So, um, it, Are it's you good. Referring to the one where Wentworth Miller was being, uh, you know, he was, reported? yeah, okay. yeah, he was involved at one point. It, it, that whole project was very long, uh, along in the process. I believe it was Gore Verbinski was was that's, going yes, to direct that's, it. That's right. Uh, which, you know, at the time definitely made sense because he was coming off of, like, the Pirates movies. So, um, you know, I think a lot of people in the, you know, in the industry, and um, they kind of, like, put two and two together, like, aesthetically, I guess. Uh, that's how I kind of saw it. But um, but that the film never actually got off the ground. I guess it was it was really close to going, getting into filming. Like, they were really into, like, deep into pre-production stuff, and then it, it fell apart. And I think if you kind of read into what happened there... Um, I guess that's where I would be most concerned with this project, which is that it, it was a budget problem, um, meaning the amount of money that they would have to spend to like to realize the the setting of Rapture in live action. Um, I, I think it, it ended up ballooning the the budget too too much, and we're we're getting to the point now though where, um, a lot of techniques are being employed, and you even see like. TV shows with enormous budgets um, and really, really high fidelity, so really good special effects. So I think, so I think we're kind of entering the territory where, um, where it's not so daunting to creating a ra a version of Rapture that looks good. But and that's really going to be the the key to making this movie successful. I think is if they can realize the setting, um, if they can uh, create a you know believable live version of Rapture. I think that is going to 
be the foundation to make this movie successful and then of course you know there's the other the other problem which is there are so few we're getting some more um decent quality decent success video game adaption movies but it's still there's still a stigma there there's still um you know uh they still struggle Um, they're very hit and miss still right yeah and but they're getting they are they yes but there are there are some hits though i mean back in the day you know if you if you asked 10 years ago there wouldn't be a single one like there wouldn't you could maybe resident evil no right and and that was like you know resident evil was a success but but was it a good resident evil adaption of resident evil um well you know a lot of fans of the of the series have issues with the resident evil movies so you know i i video game movies like we're entering now where i mean sonic sonic is successful i mean it's popular with the fans it's uh was was uh financially successful got you know got at least one sequel so we're kind of entering the territory where like video game movies are viable um but we still haven't had like the big one you know you you haven't had this the equivalent of like what spider-man did for uh uh superhero movies yet so um bioshock definitely has that potential it has that really um engrossing setting that i think that uh that really would be the thing that would set a, a video game movie apart that really would wow people if it if it's done well um so hopefully they're able to pull it off the biggest issue too is i think going through time in the fact that look how long it's been since we've had a bioshock game and i think that was potentially a factor in delaying the last movie was that they were going away from rapture into the you know the third game bioshock infinite which let's be honest i think you would say it's loosely connected to the prior two games um you know and so those are pluses those are definitely not things to be uh upset over but at the same time you also have to you know see where your audience is and the fact that they have been so long from um a bioshock game that definitely has to factor in now it should be interesting we mentioned resident evil let's not forget what an absolute disaster the tv series was it was the new one for netflix it was poorly received and it was canceled after one season so you know right now we're back to okay let's take the witcher out of the equation uh where's our successful video game adaptations and uh you know everyone's waiting to find out what comes next because we've heard stories i mean ubisoft has been doing some and werewolves within was fairly successful in terms of from a quality standpoint but it wasn't a you know like the box office up type release so that is going to be very interesting to see what they do the final thing i wanted to hit this uh close out the show with is sony announced the other day that they are going to be at ces now not a big shocker they were there last year even after a lot of companies pulled out they had very nice display we got some photos of it showing off the alternate color ps5 in here that being said uh i do want to mention that when sony's at ces there the the gaming part is only a very 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 small part traditionally they have the big booth full of uh televisions uh, audio, video. I remember one year they had the Ghostbusters uh, uh, bar out there showing off some of the camera techniques. So on, 
but there is a portion for the PS. Now, in uh, PS4 years, they would show some of their pending games. They have like a little kiosk up. Uh, but just, and I'm, I'm going to roll the dice here on this one. My speculation is uh, PSVR 2, since it's due in early 2023, this could be their big show it off to the assembled media as they were, because this is not an open to the general public thing. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's plausible. Um, I think you make a good point that uh, CES is not really like a video game. Obviously, it's not a video game show. And Sony is a is a big corporation that has a, a lot of moving parts. It's not just a video game company. It, it, it is uh, actually chiefly a, a technology company. So I think, you know, CES being an, a consumer electronics show, I think that is where you would see something like PSVR. Um, I think that's where you'd see, obviously, what they're doing with televisions and and things like that. So if they are going to show something kind of like big and uh, um, uh, that's going to wow people, I think PSVR makes sense. I think that would be a, a piece of technology that really would um, be pretty impressive to see. I think you're absolutely right because I look at it and, you know, we've heard all these speculations and I, I want to be very clear. This is just speculations. We know it's coming. We know it's going to be in the early part of 2023. And people are saying, well, it's going to cost $500. It's going to be as expensive as the uh, PS5 unit is going to be. And then we hear all these other things like it's so on and so forth. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, that isn't entirely unreasonable from the standpoint that um, I believe it, uh, the PSVR bundle was roughly the same price of what the PS4 was selling for. So, you know, again, not a shock. So let's say $500. Uh, that being said, um, you got to find a place to show it off. And we've got the Tokyo Game Show coming up. So, okay, sure, they might have some closed-door meetings and stuff like that. But if you want to get it off to the world's media of people who specifically cover hardware specifically cover tech i could see uh definitely doing this and then rolling it out like a month later or something like that so uh be interesting be really really interesting to see what uh, sony's been up to i mean they've they've made announcements that oh you know we required a little bit of this and we've acquired this mobile gaming studio uh which has got people really interested people think we're going to see some spider-man games coming to uh, mobile and stuff like that, but it will be very curious what the plan for the PSVR 2 is and how this is going to be promoted and what the upcoming games uh, are going to be. Folks, that's going to do it for us tonight. Like I said, next week we will have our big show uh, recapping the Penny Arcade Expo and previewing the big Disney D23 Expo. So a lot of stuff coming up. Until then, be well, take care, and we'll talk to you soon.